You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. I'm Ryan Myers, and this is your Sci Fi Five. Five minutes of science fiction history for November 12th. It wasn't the first attempt to bring that galaxy far, far away to the small screen, but The Mandalorian, which premiered on this day in 2019, is certainly the one that still has everyone talking. Created by Jon Favreau, who had helped to launch the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the Iron Man movies at Disney, The Mandalorian chronicles the adventures of a Mandalorian bounty hunter, Din Djarin, whose cold, clinical demeanor is changed forever when he's assigned to hunt down a 50-year-old male, which turns out to be a mere child of whatever long-lived species Yoda was. A lot of people call the child Baby Yoda, or you could say he's the little green face who launched a thousand memes. By the time we learned his name was actually Grogu in Season 2, it almost seemed anticlimactic. While the Mandalorian, or Mando for short, does his best to shelter the child from others who would try to capture him dead or alive, he finds that the child is already gifted with the Force, far from powerless, but still in need of protection and perhaps more importantly, guidance. Starring Pedro Pascal as Mando, Carl Weathers as Mando's frequent paymaster Grief Karga, and Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon, constantly trying to get his hands on the child for the benefit of what's left of the Empire, This series wowed both casual viewers and Star Wars diehards alike, with its eye-popping visuals and its engaging characters, and a storyline that Favreau has admitted was inspired at least partly by the early 70s manga series Lone Wolf and Cub. Assisting Jon Favreau with writing and directing duties was Dave Filoni, who has been the creative guiding hand behind such animated Star Wars series as Clone Wars and Rebels. But how can this show afford everything from vast desert vistas to space battles on a weekly basis? It does it by almost never setting foot outside a studio. More of The Mandalorian's behind-the-scenes wizardry after this. The Mandalorian has visited desert worlds, lava plains, jungle planets, space stations, prison ships, and of course, the cockpit of Mando's own ship, the Razorcrest. But how could any show afford to show all this on a weekly basis, even if it's just for eight weeks at a time? Most of The Mandalorian's effects are accomplished in camera, meaning that very little post-production finessing is needed once the footage is shot. Most of the show's vast exotic locations are shot in the same place as its indoor scenes, in a 360-degree studio environment called The Volume, which is actually a wraparound series of large LED screens connected to computers running Unreal Engine, the same software behind 20 years' worth of eye-popping computer games, rendering the show's interior and exterior scenes in real time, and displaying realistic angles of virtual 3D environments based on position and motion data transmitted in real time by the studio camera. If something doesn't look right, changes can be made then and there, rather than relying on that dreaded phrase, we'll fix it in post. Some practical sets are constructed, and some green screen work is done, and the show did venture outside for some location shooting in Season 2. But everything else, from the surface of Tatooine to the stars streaking past the windows of the Razorcrest's cockpit, have been accomplished in a controlled studio environment. Furthermore, generating the effects in real time in the volume means that you can see real reflections and real interplay of light and shadow something that's time-consuming and expensive to fake in post. The Mandalorian was an instant hit for Disney's streaming service, 
And the number of spin-offs and new Star Wars streaming series we're expecting, ranging from the Book of Boba Fett due at the end of this year, to Ahsoka, to Kenobi, to Andor, to The Acolyte, it all seems to prove that Mando ushered in a whole new age of small-screen Star Wars. And since Mando refuses to remove his mask, he truly is a hero for the 2020s. This is The Way. And this has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for November 12th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.